Volume 2, Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this is my city. This week, because Daredevil Season 2 came out, we're going to be talking about some... Daredevil and Italian adventures. In some what-ifs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be dealing with the stories from two issues. The first one is... What If, Volume 1, Number 35, which features the story, What If Bullseye Had Not Killed Letra? And then What If, Volume 2, Number 26, What If the Punisher Killed Daredevil? And also that first story we're coming with has another What If, which we uh, will we'll be covering that. Though if you're familiar with that issue, we will not be talking about the origin of cat people in the Marvel Universe, because that is not an alternate universe story, and it's not good. It was weird. Yeah. Say the least. That guy wanted to fuck cats really bad. It's like, I don't really know what's happening. Magically, cats are slaves. This is borderline Planet of the Apes, but not as good. Can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course you could. But I couldn't before. Dun 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 See what I did there, Devin? I did. Yeah. Keyboard cat. I'm with the memes. I'm sorry, Devin. That meme is only lovely. Seven plus years old by now. <laughs> <laughs> only the dankest memes. Yep. Oh, so many dank memes. Mm-hmm. But our first story is What If Bullseye Had Not Killed Electra, which was written and penciled by Frank Miller... Uh, with inks by Terry Austin, letters by Joe Rosen, and Glennis Ween did the colors, and it's sort of mind-blowing that Frank Miller did this, and then this had to have been, like, just after or during his run. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we start off with this large, bald man in a cemetery talking to Matt Murdock from the 616 universe, who is standing over Elektra's grave. And we're, he's basically like, yeah, you know how Electra died because Bullseye killed her? Let me tell you about this better world that you never get to be in. Did you know that your life sucks, Matt Murdock, and everyone that you could ever love and care for is dead? Do you know your life sucks the worst, and I am the Watcher, and I see all things? Well, it, it could be the Watcher, or it could be Kingpin just totally dicking him over, which there would also go. be hilarious. But I'm I'm pretty sure it's not the Kingpin. Kingpin got drunk one night and wanted to go <laughs> screw with Murdoch. <laughs> well, I don't think Kingpin knew he was uh Matt No, Murdoch. he wouldn't have known yet. Yeah. So he he's just like randomly wandering into uh cemeteries. Well, Matt Murdoch. You know it would have been great if that assassin I hired to kill Foggy hadn't killed. Uh, but yeah. sucked. Mm-hmm. So normally, uh, Bullseye ends up getting hired to kill Elektra. But in this universe, Bullseye got shot in the head, which killed him uh, when he really? was... Really? Explain. You need your brain, and when oh. a bullet goes through your brain, your brain don't work no more. Oh. Yeah, it's a very strange situation. 
Interesting. And so because Bullseye isn't around, Elektra is hired to kill Foggy Nelson, the partner of Mad Murdock, who you may recognize as being played by a human-sized Cabbage Patch doll in mm -hmm. the TV show. And he ends up recognizing Elektra because Matt and Elektra had dated in college, and so she has this crisis of conscience. So because Foggy Nelson still needs to die for reasons, uh, Mr. Slaughter, who's sort of an assassin hiring agent, approaches the kingpin. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use... Uh, well, so, uh, Mr. Kingpin, I've got a proposition for you. What is it, boy? Okay, so, you know how Elektra totally messed up that assassination and Bullseye's dead? Yes, ruining my plans forever. Okay, so I'm going to get 20 of my best assassins to kill her because we're all really just hard up for money. And then you keep on hiring me. How does that sound? Do it. And also get me the head of Daredevil. Eh, maybe. And so Foggy ends up warning Matt that Electra tried to kill him. And Matt's like, ah, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe I should go after her as Daredevil. Hey, Foggy, you want me to tell you that I'm Daredevil? I hope I'm right about to. Oh, JK, smile, I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, Continue living in your ignorant bliss, you fat little man. <laughs> and Elektra is meanwhile preparing to flee as the assassins come after her, and, like, she's taking them out down the stairs. Like, it is beautiful Frank Miller action. And Daredevil hasn't been able to find her at night, and he ends up returning home to find her bleeding in his apartment. And he's, like, ready to turn her in because she's an assassin and she's committing crimes. And she's like, Matt, don't, don't turn me in. They'd kill me. We could go off. We could live a different life. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... And that's pretty much what happens. They yeah. go off and live on some cool, fantastic beach island paradise leaving Foggy completely unaware for, like, days that he is missing. Yeah, like, Matt has gone missing, so Foggy goes to look for him at his apartment, only to find out that it is now for sale. And then the Watcher, like, we cut back to 616, and he's like, Yeah, you got a shitty life. Sucks to be you, Matt Murdock. I'm gonna go back and watch the other place. It's cool and fun. And they're totally fun making out person. on that peninsula. Or it's this. And then Matt Murdock continues to cry on Elektra's grave. Those tears won't bring her back. It's only hand shadow magic that can. Mm-hmm. The second... Oh, the hand in that weird shadow magic. Yeah. The second what-if story, and the third story, because, like I said, we are not covering that cat people story, is what if Yellow Jacket had died? which was written by Alan Zelens with pencils by Greg LaRocque. Greg LaRocco. And uh, Mike Esposito and his crew on inks with Janice Chang as the letterer and Don Warfield as the colorist. And I was doing some research because I wanted to find out when this fell. And this is like at the heart of the infamous... Oh, I read this one. I actually read this one actually, yeah, from my senior thesis because, yeah, it's right before he slaps Jan. Yeah. And, weirdly, there's a villain named the Elf Queen, 
who is threatening Washington, D.C. And the art in this issue is not very good. Like, the faces are off so many times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tigra's breasts rapidly change size like it's the... Like it's between different animation studios doing One Piece. And the Avengers, who at the time are Iron Man, Tigra, Thor, Captain America, Wasp, and Yellow Jacket, they're all ready to fly over to Washington, D.C., and Yellow Jacket just has a hissy fit. So Janet stays behind for a bit. Because she's like, oh, Hank, I, I love you, but you're, you're totally being an asshole. And... Like, during the fight, Elf Queen is finally calmed down enough to talk. And normally, Yellow Jacket attacks her. And so she throws a bus at him. And normally, Janet is able to save him. He ends up getting court-martialed and then kicked off the Avengers. Then he makes Ultron. But this time, Janet stays like a few minutes too late. So she misses Hank getting hit by the bus. Elf Queen gets the fuck out of there, and Hank Pym is dead. What a great universe this is. Yeah, and... Oh, but you missed the big thing, which is... The reason she throws the bus at him is because Captain America warns her that Yellow Jack is about to shoot her. Yeah. And... And now Jan is in a stupid, pissy fit. Ooh, Captain America killed my abusive man. Ooh, 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 I'm mad. And, like, she mourns for... A bit, but now there's rumors going on that Hank pushed Elf Queen into attacking him, and that he wasn't really a hero, so she gets really pissed off and speaks out against what Captain America said, and they end up getting into this argument where she keeps getting angrier and angrier until she leaves because Cap refuses to, like, change what he said, where he's pretty much saying, no, it's it's Hank's fault that he got crushed by a bus. I mean, it is. Yeah. And... Like, I love this because Janet decides to, like, just wander around the streets looking for trouble in, like, a dress hoping to get mugged. And so she ends up becoming the Black Wasp, where she beats up criminals and then ends them with a deadly second blast, where she just says, This one's for Hank! And it, yeah, and it doesn't make... They don't make it clear if she's actually, like, killing them with that second blast, or if it's just, like, excessive force... I think it's just excessive force because she does go back to the Avengers and I feel like they would have put her down if she were killing people. <laughs> or they're just really afraid of the Black Wasp. Well, there's probably that too. And so Captain America confronts her and Janet isn't having it. Luckily, there ends up being a call for help uh, because there's a fire in a building. So the Avengers go off to help with the fire. And Janet notices that Captain America is almost going to be crushed by a breaking building. And she doesn't warn him. Just total dick move. And the worst. <laughs> it is amazing. And so Tigra jumps in to save him. And she ends up like breaking her leg or getting her leg injured in some way. And Janet realizes that because she's not altruistic like the other Avengers, she should quit. And so she quits the Avengers and it ends there with like, Tiger having a really shittily drawn face. It's like, oh, well, I guess we need a new member now. Or new members. Mm-hmm. Is just such an anticlimactic ending. It's like, oh, shit, we ran out of pages. Oh, Jen, you're being the worst. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. The art in it was 
so bad. I, I did love, this one's for Hank. Like, we should start inserting that into our lives more often. We always should. It's always for Hank. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to have dessert, but this one's for Hank. It's all for you, Hank. It's all for you. I really shouldn't call in sick, but this one's for Hank. Yeah, so... Uh, that brings us to the second issue, which is much better. Uh, the What If Volume 2, number 26, which is... What If the Punisher Killed Daredevil? Which was written by Kurt Busiek. You may remember him from some of our favorite issues from the Amalgam special. Mm-hmm. He wrote Iron Lantern. Mm-hmm. With art by Luke McDonald, letters by Janice Chang, and colors by Tom Vincent. So we start off with one of the henchmen for the Kingpin coming in to tell him the news. Boss! Boss! I got some news for ya! What is it? I'm in a meeting. I know, I know. I know you said not to interrupt you for any reason, and I know I interrupted you when they were making all subs $5 footlongs last week, but I got some good news for you. Tell me now or I'll squish your head like a melon, boy. The Punisher killed Daredevil. What? So Daredevil had shown up on a rooftop trying to stop the Punisher from beating a junkie up for information, which happened in like an actual issue, but it really doesn't matter. And the Punisher hits him with a trank dart, and normally Daredevil just like collapses on the roof, but here he stumbled off the roof and died. And so his identity became public, and everyone, especially Spider-Man, is in shock. So, like, Spider-Man swears revenge, and, like, it becomes this darkly comic moment where, like, Spider-Man keeps showing up when Punisher's trying to gun down crooks. He's just, like, ruining Punisher's night. It's like... These nice men are about to die, Spider-Man, and you keep ruining everything. Do you know how many times I had to polish my gun for tonight? A lot. (laughs) And, uh... Look at my cool white go-go boots. You think these things keep themselves clean? (laughs) Meanwhile, Foggy Nelson, Mad Murdock's former law partner and human-sized Cabbage Patch doll, turns over a massive document with, like, massive proof of government corruption to Ben Urich of the Daily Bugle. And Urich was also a friend of Daredevil and Spider-Man. During one of the encounters with uh, Punisher and Spider-Man... Punisher ends up shooting Spider-Man in the shoulder. Spider-Man cries about it and runs off. Yeah. And so as Ben Urich is revealing the, like, next bit of evidence against city officials, including the Bureau Mayor, J. Jonah Jameson's like, Put that down. We've got a bigger story. Peter Parker, former photographer for the Daily Bugle, is Spider-Man. I gotta redo that. We've yeah, got a bi- I'm going to do it because I'm going to read his entire lines because they're great. Okay. So Ben Urich goes in to talk to J. Jonah Jameson. He's too busy having a meltdown. Ugh, can't, can't, be, can't be possible. Would, would, have, would have known. Too sharp for that. Been, been a newspaper man too long to be taken in instincts. Can tell a lie before it's spoken. Jonah, what the hell's the matter? Haven't you heard? We're going to replace page one. Spider-Man 
is Peter Parker. Ooh. And then Aunt May goes to pick up her morning newspaper. And, and then, bam, Bazooka Joe shows up. Well, Blows so up her house. His name is Bazooka, in air quotes, Joe Silvermane. Yes. Which is, is fantastic. And the superheroes are now worried because they've been asked by, like, officials, including the President of the United States, not to interfere. But this doesn't include... Street action teens Cloak and Dagger, who end up going after the Punisher, who, like, they actually chase him off. They think they killed him. But the Punisher is realizing this has to be part of a bigger scheme. At the same time, after visiting a still comatose Peter Parker, Ben Urich is shot down, and Foggy Nelson has also been murdered. Bum, bum, bum. So the Punisher is watching the current mayor step down, basically because he's been failing this city. And he finds Silvermane thugs who he forces the information out of them about how the Punisher has been used by the Kingpin to take down all of the crime competition and help him solidify his control over the city. And so the Punisher plans his assault on the Kingpin and his new puppet mayor who he's put into the office. When a delusional Peter Parker comes after him. And, it, and just starts wailing on him. Yeah. And Punisher's like, oh damn. This kid's like really been pulling his punches because crap is he strong. And so Punisher ends up having to shoot him in the head. Like he's used up all of his bullets. He's used up all of his weapons. And the only thing that he has left on him is a knife. And so instead of like going for more weapons, the Punisher just like bursts in through the kingpin's window and the kingpin is like yeah what the hell are you doing it like grabs him by the throat and's like yeah i fed the information to nelson i pressured the politicians to keep the superheroes away and i pushed for the crime wave that you've been fighting and then he crushes the punisher's throat but the punisher has like one last laugh from beyond the grave as it turns out that he had laid bombs before to kill the Kingpin. With Everyone... this fantastic note of, Kingpin, if you're reading this, I didn't make it back to disarm it. Good luck. <laughs> and so the Kingpin... Yeah. And so the Kingpin and his mayor end up dying, and no one really knows why the Punisher did what he did, because they all thought, Kingpin is just a spice merchant. Yep. And yeah, that's the end. Like, it is a really damn good issue. Fantastic, in fact. <sighs> yeah. And now it's time to put that on Trials of the Multiverse. So the first one that we have is Earth 82100. What if, the, what if Bullseye didn't kill Electro? And I don't know, this isn't really the most interesting world. It's a good one, but... Yeah. I mean, for me, it's all based on Frank Miller's art. Because, like, mm -hmm. even he... There's, like entire pages he did not even write script yeah it's just action which it can work but i think here it didn't necessarily work as well as he'd like it to yeah is it better or worse than what if daredevil could see um it's better than that uh i don't know how much better though is it better or worse than cretaceous sam the dinosaur cowboy mm, yeah how about galactopool mm, no Okay, so our new number 111 
is Earth 82100. After that we have Earth 82101, which is what if Yellow Jacket died? And this one's going low, isn't it? No, it's going really low. Well, I mean, well, I guess here's your question. Are we basing it on the issue or based on that world? This one's from the one standpoint, him. Hank Pym is dead. That's Ooh. like number one territory for me, but... Well, well and... Uh, and Wasp has her new catchphrase. This one's for Hank. So it all depends how you want to look at it. If it's we're talking about how the actual issue was, it was bad, like very bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, the I... dead Hank is a dead Hank. Yeah. Okay. Is it better or worse than Daredevil 2013? From that future Daredevil where he, where Foggy was like the president or whatever. Oh yeah, and Matt's Chrome Dome was going crazy. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I don't know. They're about the same. Well, right above it is Dirty Pool, and right under it is Pre-Crisis Angor. I, I, I liked it more because at least this one you got. This one's for Hank, but I, I don't think it's better than Dirty Pool. Yeah. So our new number 200 is what if Yellow Jacket died? And then I think we've got some possible top 10 uh, contenders with Earth 91600. What if the Punisher killed Daredevil? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I loved this issue. Okay. Better or worse than Space Punisher? I would say it's better. Yeah. I'd say it's better than Earth 1602. Yeah, no, I would agree. So then better or worse than Iron... Better than Iron Doom Masada. Yeah, I'd say so. Better than Nocturne's World. Yep, better. So now we're getting into Squadron Supreme. I think it's better than Squadron Supreme. I would agree with you. Better than Tony Stark's Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Better than Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Ooh. I'm pulling up the strings there, but... It, it's a stronger story overall. Okay, it okay. Is. I'm I'm willing to put this under Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil, and above Daredevil, End of Days. Yeah. Shoot. Like, it was a dang good story to get into number three. Wow. Good job, Kirby, you <laughs> Yeah. Uh... Our first April issue is going to be two more Kirby, stories, including... What if uh, the Punisher uh, got the Venom symbiote? And then another one. But next week, our main episode is going to be our role-playing game special. Uh, But yeah, let's tell people where they can find us. Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. Uh, You can find more about us at multiversalq.com. And on Twitter is at AskMultiversalQ. Where can people find you on Twitter, Devin? You can find me at FredoFit, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast want to give us a comment, please leave a review on iTunes, especially if it's ranked high. We will read it out on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, that that's the main stuff. If you have comments, Twitter's a great way to reach us, or on uh, email... Uh, MultiverseQ at gmail.com 
Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. This one's for Hank.